When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast on the Fans First Sports Network. Rocking it out today with my homies, Tate Boy Fresh and BP, as we recap the 102-93 loss of the Cleveland Cavaliers to the New York Knicks. But before we even talk about it, we'd like to thank those that are watching us live on YouTube and Facebook and listening to us on Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Google Podcasts, Stitcher and Amazon Music. Fellas, 102-93, Cleveland Cavaliers lost to the New York Knicks. First thoughts and first reactions of the loss tonight by the New York Knickerbockers. I'll go first if you want. Uh, This was a very tough loss to swallow. Bottom line, um, Donovan Mitchell really disappointed me. And I mean, he's disappointed all of Cavs nation. And I'll tell you what, Jalen Brunson has proven to be the better player in this series. I don't disagree, BP. I think that you've had a lot going on with Jalen Brunson in the matchup with the Cleveland Cavaliers guards. But Tate, first reaction and first thoughts of the 102-93 loss to the New York Knickerbockers. Donovan Mitchell definitely didn't give us give us enough today. Um, yeah, he just, I mean, he scored two points in the second half, I believe. Darius Garland got it, got it going in the second half, but too little, too late. Mm. Uh, they don't, I mean, the next man at the end of the day, as bad as Donovan Mitchell played today, as the Cavs are being outworked, out hustled, and out scrapped. That's mm. that's what it comes down to. The entire game, the Knicks are just out working them, out hustling them, and out scrapping them for every loose ball. The play, Jared Allen got the ball in the middle of the lane. I believe this was like the end of the second quarter, maybe. Mm. And it, he got it stripped from me. He could have got down the floor and tried to get it. He just bent over and swiped at it, and the Knicks take it down on a fast break and score. J- Josh Hart was taking the ball to Jared Allen's chest mm. multiple times. I mean, even if Jared Allen don't stop him, you hard foul him. You don't, you don't let him take – you a big man. You don't let him take the ball to your chest and mm. score over you. So, I mean, it's, it's just a mentality thing, I think, with the Cavs. They're, 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 they're mental. And this will start from good going into next year because, yeah, it's going to be next year before we talk about the Cavs again. Mm. I mean, they could squeak a game too, but 
They haven't proven they can win in the Garden. I believe the Knicks are six and two against them this year overall. Mm. So yeah, just total disappointment, man, of the, the whole team. I had high expectations today. Looking forward to it. Had high expectations for the series. And you know, Big Big G, we talked to uh, Sweet T. Shout out Sweet T, Lamar Thomas in Columbus, Ohio. But he told us that he didn't want no part of the Knicks. Mm. And that's he texted me today like, "See, I told you, man, we didn't want no part of the Knicks." And it's, 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 it's turned out to be true. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Love to take for both of you guys about the early look at what happened with the Cavs in the 102 to 93 loss. But fellas, you know how we do. We do a recap and summary about what's going on with the Cavs. So versus going quarter by quarter, let's just talk about what put us in such a big deficit with that first half with Cleveland. What do you think was the good factors or the bad factors, or put us in position where we had such a deficit at halftime for the Cavs game. BP, I'm going to go to you first. What do you think were the big things going on with the Cavs and their inability to play ball ball in, ball out with the New York Knicks in the first half of the game? Unfortunately, I took unfortunately I took notes again during this game, and you know the defense. My first line here was defense was not good enough. You know, in the first quarter they gave up 30 points. And the Knicks could have had more. Every time Jalen Brunson went up for a shot, I was holding my breath because those shots were in and out. They could have had a lot more than 30 points in the first quarter. On, on, Mobley was pretty good in the first half with about 10 points. At least he was active. At least he wasn't, you know, just fumbling the ball. You know, he was going up, faking and dunking. But again, you know, Donovan Mitchell, very disappointing with just, you know, five or seven points in the first half. And, you know, Garland was was invisible in the first half. He had more fouls than points at one point. So, you know, Brunson was torching. At one point, Brunson had 13 points around the first quarter. And, you know, Donovan Mitchell had five points. So, again, we were getting – this was a lot like game one where we were down by 10 points for most of the game. So that's my thought on the first quarter going into the first half. Agreed. Agreed for sure, BP. Great take. Tate, talk to me, man. Why did we get in a hole in a deficit with the first half of the Cleveland Cavaliers New York Knickerbockers game? We got into a deficit because again, hustle, outworking, and scrappiness. Donovan, Donovan Mitchell was too nonchalant and cavalier with the basketball, no pun intended. Mm. He had five turnovers for the game. Uh Mitchell only shot. 5 of 18 from the field and was over 4 from three-point range. We expect way more from him than that. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, the, the, the Cavs just are folding on, on the big stage of what's MSG. I mean, maybe if they maybe if they had played somebody in the first round that was that, that you know, occupied a lesser stage, you know, where it wasn't, you know, like the, the Mecca, then maybe they would play better. Yeah. But yeah, they just uh, and, and Evan Mobley he was he was he was five of eight from the field, which is good, but he 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 gets rushed. He makes his he makes his move and he he throws up that little that little hook or that little that little pull up in the lane and he's rushing it. I mean, if he's patient, when he's patient, he gets the shots that he wants that he wants close to the basket. Um five of eight is not enough for him for 12 points and seven boards. We he needs to be taking at least 15 shots. 15 mm. shots a game, make or miss. Yeah. Uh, Jared Allen was 7-11 from the field. Yeah, that sounds good. But the Joker got four rebounds and couldn't stop Josh Hart going to the hole. Yeah. 
and had problems with Marcus Robinson for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Robinson the center. He had he had eleven rebounds. He's having his way. Hmm. I mean, the the the, the Cavs. It, it, it's a mentality thing, and I don't want to I don't want to blame JB yet, but JB is kind of kind of kind of calm, cool, and collected at all times. Sometimes teams take the identity of the coach on the identity of their coach. And Cleveland may need somebody that's a little bit, you know, tougher, more in your face and things like that. You know, I'm not saying fire JB right now, but there has to be a mentality change. First, they have the number one defense and not playing like number one defense. I mean, they look bad on defense a few times out there today, more than a few times. Sure. Agreed. Hey, there was, and just to point out something too in that first half, I don't know if you guys picked up on it or saw it, but there was a lot of three-point shots that was going on with the New York Knicks that I just thought that the Cavs defense was allowing them to have wide open standstill three-point shots from the corners and the elbows. They didn't make a lot of those shots, true, but there was a lot of those shots that was taken by guys like Toppin and R.J. Barrett that I thought played a huge difference going into the third and fourth quarter. You guys see the same thing that I saw in that first half. BP, I'll ask your comment first. Yeah, there was a sequence in the first half where Jetty Osmond was playing hard and he doubled up on Brunson. And he actually did a good job of getting Brunson to cough up the ball. But then nobody was caught. Josh Hart cut, like back cut to the basket and he had an easy dunk. So again, you know, the Cavs were just, they were, they were being like played out there like toy, like children. They they didn't seem like a professional unit. You know, they I was again, it was a little bit that was an embarrassing moment. So I feel that I think the Cavs again really wilted in the moment of the big crowd. You know, they they showed all the celebrities in the audience, all the comedians, and I think the Cavs were, you know, I just think they couldn't handle the pressure of that that Madison Square Garden crowd. Yeah. Tate, Tate, do you believe that the garden crowd played a huge factor in that first half deficit for the Cavs. It definitely played a factor. I mean, that's why you want home court advantage. You know what I mean? Cleveland, Cleveland. I mean, as bad as they, they've played, it could be 2-2 if they don't squander away game one because they squandered it away by giving up offensive rebounds at the end of game one. Again, being outworked, out-hustled. That's the theme to this whole series so far. The Knicks bring way more energy than what the Cavs bring. Mm. Mm. And that's where we're at right now. It's just, just a matter, and not, not a matter of X's and O's. It's a matter of effort and energy. Mm. Agre- don't disagree at all, Tate. Don't disagree at all. Hey, so we transitioned to the third quarter, man, because that's when we saw life of the Cavs. And this is just why I don't understand how Cleveland's not able to maintain the way that they played in the third quarter. Fellas, this was might have been the highlight of the game. Tell me what good things the Cavs did in the third quarter. I'll start with you, BP. What did the Cavs do to get themselves back into this game? Well, Darius Garland, you know, uh, played really well, you know, in the third quarter. He brought the energy. He looked, again, elite like he did in game number two. He, you know, was either, you know, doing those pull-up shots or getting the ball, you know, suckering in the guys and, you know, throwing them off for dunks to the big guys. So he was playing with a lot of confidence. But again, Donovan Mitchell never got it going in this in the third quarter or the fourth quarter. So I really feel he, he disappointed the entire team. And I think, you know, I think he has a lot, you know, he's from the New York area. His mom is in the audience. 
I think he was trying too hard. Now, some of his shots were just in and out by like millimeters. They were, yeah. it's a shame because he was on point with some of these long free balls, but they didn't go in. And so every time, each time he missed a shot, it was like a heavier burden on him. And I think he was, I think he really wilted under the pressure today. So I was surprised. I thought he was going to have a big 40 point game today, but he completely disappointed me. So, and then I'm going back to my notes. You know, Josh Hart has been almost like the, him and RJ Barrett have been the MVPs of the series because Josh Hart today had 19 points. He was a trade deadline pickup. You know, the Cavs didn't pick up anybody at the trade deadline. And you can see what a good trade deadline pickup will do for a team. Josh Hart has been fantastic. Start Now he's starting for the Knicks with the injury to Grimes. Mm. Great, great point, BP. Tate, third quarter, how did we climb back in? And why were they not able to spell that success going into the fourth? Well, in the third quarter, they came out of the half with, with, with they actually played with some energy. They made some runs. You can see the defense was dark. Garland was playing tough, tough, hard-nosed, man-to-man defense on Brunson, picking him up at three-quarters court. I like that. Donovan Mitchell was playing some good defense. Uh, the team, o- o- Okoro, when he came in, he was playing good. Lavert, I mean, but then it kind of folded. It was one point where the, the, the Knicks were up four in the fourth quarter. And Brunson hit a three. They went up seven, and they, they kind of never looked back. That was a separation that the Knicks needed, and the Cavs could never overcome that. And Donovan Mitchell is pressing too hard. Mm. You know, when he played when he played the, the, his best game, he scored 38 in game one, but he had 13 assists in game two, and Garland balled out. I think he has to be able to – to find the balance between when he needs to take over and when he needs to kind of facilitate and share the ball and get others involved. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, I agree with BP. He was a total letdown today. I don't anticipate that in game game five. I think we go back to Rocket, Rocket Mortgage Arena and we find some kind of way to get a win, some kind of way we find a way. Mm. And then it goes back to New York. I mean, you, you, you have to – you have to take on that fear, you know, and, and face and face and face that, face that challenge. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have to. I mean, so, but yeah, I mean, I think the Cavs are next year. I agree with BP. We need to make an addition to the team. Danny Green is not working. Hmm. You know, he's not working. Uh Chetty is not good enough defensively. He hustles, he plays with heart, and you gotta admire that. But you know, Brunson, Brunson, you know, took him, you know, between the legs, between the legs, you know, cross, and then you know, step back and Chetty, Chetty's on his heels, and Brunson pulls up from top top of the key extended and, and nails the shot. We I think Okoro did a great job on on Brunson. Okoro gave us a little offense today, and so did Chetty, but just not enough for Julius Randle to play as bad as he did. But like you said, R.J. Barrett, Josh Hart, O.B. Toppin, all bench players. I mean, Josh Hart started because Grimes is hurt, but their, their, their bench is just stronger than ours. Yeah, agreed. Agreed definitely that the New York Knickerbockers have a stronger bench than the Cleveland Cavaliers at this stage in the game. Fellas, we've talked a, a bit about the energy that was going on in Madison Square Garden with R.J. Barrett, O.B. Toppin, and Jalen Brunson. Do you really believe that we're outmatched at those guard positions 
considering the fact that we have a first-team All-NBA player in Donovan Mitchell and a guy with Garland that can fill it up anytime, any night, what do you think about what's going on with our guards and why we continue to struggle against the New York Knickerbockers? And a lot of folks saying we didn't want no part of the Knicks coming into this playoff series against them. BP, I'm going to ask you, who do you think has the advantage now that we're four games in with the Knicks up 3-1? It might be an obvious question, but where do you believe the deficit lies with the Cavaliers' guards? You know, I've always been uh, sort of fearful of the Cavs' guards, their height, their lack of height. You know, they're both listed at 6-1. Now, Donovan Mitchell plays taller than 6-1. I always thought he was like 6-3, the way he plays. But, you know, R.J. Barrett has really, hes he was an X factor, I said, before the series. And he's never been a good shooter, but he's going to the basket and he's using his height, his six foot six, six foot seven height against our guards. And we really don't have a legit small forward. Even a Coral's only, he's really only six foot five. Mm. So R.J. Barrett is feasting on these small, you know, our two guards and also our alleged small forward in Isaac Coro. So I have to say, you know, R.J. Barrett has been, he's won these, helped win these two games in New York for the Knicks. And, you know, I've been surprised. I thought he was going to lay an egg because he's always wilted under the pressure. He's been an underwhelming pro so far. He's put up, you know, 19 points a game, but he's a bad shooter. He's not an efficient shooter. So, but today he had, he got the best of the Cavs. And so I got to give him a credit. And I think him and really let him and Brunson and uh, Josh, Josh Hart really helped lead them to victory. For sure. Tate, I'm going to shift the pendulum a little bit with this question to ask you about the Cavs. We saw Donovan Mitchell not play his best basketball today for the Cleveland Cavaliers. But how much of the blame factor do you lay at Mobley's feet considering we lose the game 103-92? My expectations for Mobley aren't as high as my expectations for Donovan Mitchell. So I can't lay the blame at his feet. Donovan Mitchell is a is an NBA All Pro this year. Isn't multiple time NBA All Star. Scored twenty eight points a game this season. So my expectations. I mean, I'm expecting more from Mobley than what he's given us, but it's not not like I'm more disappointed in, in Mobley than I am Mitchell. Um, Mobley, I don't think he got his first foul to like the sex late in the second quarter, and he fouls out. He has. He can't foul that much. I mean, he's needed in the game. He's probably needed more than Jared Allen because hmm. he asking to be a playmaker on offense as well. Hmm. Um, I don't think the problem are our guard, the problem with our guards. The problem isn't our guards or their size, in my opinion. I think it's their 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 lack of of, of both playing a good game at the same time and, and making shots. Hmm. I think that's that's the the biggest thing. I think the the biggest thing again is the the lack of of, of work and hustle. And uh, Rob Mitchell Robinson and Julius Randle, even though they have a good game today, just bullying our bigs. Our bigs are 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 are, are frail and light, and that's not a good mix. It's, so I'm, I'm guessing Thibodeau devised the plan and just saying be physical with him. Hmm. So when you're physical with him, yeah, as long as the game is on the perimeter and they can help side defense and block shots. But when somebody takes it to their chest, man, they don't respond well. Agreed. Agreed. The New York Knicks definitely have been a physical basketball team in this series against the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, fellas, as we move to wrap up the show, we're down 3-1. We're going home. What do we got to do to get a win 
against the Knicks and extend the series. BP, what do we need to do for the Cleveland Cavaliers to get a victory in game five? One thing, if you look at, um, you know, three out of the four games against the Knicks, we've scored less than 100 points. And I think we've lost all three of those games. So the Cavs, like today, they scored 93 points. That's just not good enough. You know, especially in today's NBA, where teams are scoring 115, 120 a night. So, you know, again, Mobley had eight shots. You know, that's not enough shots. JB has to come up with a better. You never really see him, you know, shout out a play and they run it and they get a bucket. It's. To me, I don't know. They just run pick and roll and some motion offense. So the Cavs also got to hit their shots. I mean, again, Donovan Mitchell today was horrible. Let's just be honest. You know, you think it was like, you know, four out of 18 or that's not going to work. You know, the Brunson's been out playing him. And, uh, you know, the Cavs have to play defense, better defense. Now, they did a good job against uh, Julius Randle today. He only scored seven points, but the other guys killed us. So, the Cavs got to play defense, but they really got to hit shots. And they have not been hitting shots on a regular basis. Hmm. For sure. Tate, is it adios muchachos for the Cleveland Cavaliers moving forward and exit out with a 4-1? Or do we get a victory in game five at home against the New York Knicks? Uh, I think game five is Wednesday night. I think the Cavs need to and will feed off the home crowd. You know, that clock that crowd in Cleveland is not gonna let them come just be flat. So I think they'll come out to play for something. But like BP said, man, they have they have to shoot better than 26% from the three. They were six of twenty-three from the three-point range. Guess you, you gotta shoot at least 35%, I think. So they got to up that. Um they had 24 assists, which was good. Garland had a lot of those in the second half to the Knicks 15. They got killed on the boards, 47 to 33. They got they got to do better than that. And with Evan Mobley and Jared Allen both, they have to win the defensive block game. Hmm. Um, the Knicks had seven blocks. That's mostly mostly Mitchell Robinson. The Cavs have five blocks. Um, and 23 personal fouls. We got to stop fouling, man. Hmm. At one point, Mitchell had four, five fouls. No, he had four. He might have got his fifth. Garland had four, maybe five. Mobley fouled out. I think Levert had four fouls. We got to stop fouling, man. Play solid defense. I, I think I like bringing – I'm sorry. I think I like bringing uh, Okoro back in the starting lineup. Just start with that defensive intensity with Okoro. Put him on, on Brunson. Make it tough early. Don't let Brunson get a rhythm. Because Brunch, Brunch has been able to get to his spots and get a rhythm. I think if you put a, a coral on him early and let let turn a coral loose. If a, if a coral gets two or three fouls in the first quarter, not a big deal because we're going to Levert and Chetty anyway. Mm. So turn him loose on defense. Let him be physical. Let him don't let Brunson let him stop Brunson from getting getting comfortable early. And then just try and go from there. Bring Levert off the bench because and, and 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 scrap Rubio. Rubio. Rubio's not not a factor in this series. Hmm. Rubio looks nothing close to what he did last year. One one game last year in the Garden, Rubio hit eight three pointers hmm. before his injury last season. Hmm. But yeah, Ru Rubio's not ready right now. I think you just you just roll with with Garland, Levert, and Mitchell as as your, as two of your three guards in the court at all times. Uh 
put it Coro in there, him in the rotation. And I still think there's a role for Lamar Stevens. What the Cavs are missing is what Lamar Stevens offers the Cavs. Mm. He's that he's that grinder. He's that worker. He's that hustler. He's that dude that won't be bullied by Julius Ramble, Randall or Mitchell Robinson. Mm. They need to find a way to insert Robinson, I mean Stevens, and see how he does. For sure, for sure. All right, fellas, we're at the end of the podcast. Parting shots on that Rathers Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast for this week's rendition to bring back or recap the 102-93 loss against the New York Knicks. BP, tell me what you got to say about the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, I mean, today, unfortunately, it was a tough loss. I mean, we actually had a lead there, you know, sometime in the game where we were up. There was even a point where uh, it was like 92-85. They got Jetty Osmond a, a three-point shot from the top of the key, and he missed. But if he had made that and it was a good look, it would have been 92-88. You know, so they just – they were always like a step step off. Going back to Cleveland, I think the Cavs can win. The crowd will, you know, really like, you know – you know, get them all worked up. They'll be lathered up. I think they'll win game five. And, you know, again, I, I witnessed the Cavs come back in 2016. They were down 3-1 against Golden State. Golden State was a lot tougher than the Knicks. Obviously, this is a bunch of different, all different guys here. But I, you know, I'm still believing that these Cavs can come back because Donovan Mitchell has really has laid an egg in these last couple of games. So, and, you know, I, I still I think he's an all-pro type player all NBA type player. So he kind of owes us one. And that's my opinion. I think the first explosion will come on Wednesday night. And then he might have one more bullet in the chamber for Madison Square Garden. For sure. That's it. So I'm still saying the Cavs can win Wednesday night and then the next game in New York. And then, like I said all along, I think this is a seven game series. I'll still stick to that. For sure. Take more fresh. Parting shot. On that rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. Yeah, man. Um, kind of agree with BP. I think I think we come back home and get game five, which is Wednesday night at 8 p.m. And the stage won't be as big. They played last the first game one uh on Saturday night. It was a, a, a ABC broadcast. Then game two, I think they, they played that on TNT. And, you know, this, so this next game is Wednesday night on NBA TV. That's usually the game no one is looking at during, like, I, I didn't even know Boston Atlanta were playing. Mm. You know, I'm watching the TNT games. Mm. So they won't be under that that bright spectacle of, of, of the, you know, the major broadcast on ABC or TNT in, in MSG. So, you know, I think they can come out and maybe find some footing. Um and yeah, if they don't, I mean, we we told we come about the off season. We start we'll start our off season shows sometime shortly after the season ends for the Cavs, talking about what moves we need to make, talking about coaching. We will we'll we'll be digging deep past just what happens on the court and what's happening this off season with Kobe Altman, JB Bickerstaff, Dan Gilbert, and all those people, all those people in the Cavs in the Cavs front office and upper management. But yeah, so. All we can do is take it one at a time, man. That's all you can do when you're down three-one. You got to win the next one. That's, that's all. Right. That's all they can do. So, I think that's they can sure. do it. The next one, and then we'll see what happens after that. That's for sure. That's for sure. All right, fellas, we're out of here. 
We thank you again for watching and listening to us on That's Rather Cavaliers podcast on Fans First Sports Network. Please continue to check us out. Like and subscribe on YouTube and Facebook and continue to listen to us as we broadcast live with listeners on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. As for your boy Big G, my man Tate Boy Fresh, and BP, thanks again for listening, and we're out of here.